most of it would not be uh, easier at all, actually. Yeah, yeah. You still need to, like, learn Spanish. The the that, that's no, the hard part learn about learning Spanish, it's learning, learning yeah. language. Yeah. It's like the vocab, the grammar, <laughs> the all of it, really. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's all pretty bad. Can't that was a speak tough one Scottish uh, or ga- ga- Gaelic. Gaelic, yeah, yeah, yeah. More like... We're just two buddies discussing fantasy. Oh, God, it's sort of sorcery. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. They're trying the, to tempt me. The jean jacket. They're getting trying to, to tempt me. The jean jacket and gold chain yeah. is getting to you. Uh, uh, I can't, I can't got be. that dog in him. Uh, that beast in him. It almost came out for a second. Oh. <laughs> almost uh, uh, insulted the proud people of Scotland. That's right. And speaking of... um. Having the beast in us. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, to Sword of Sorcery. Sword of Sorcery. Putting the beast back in bestiality. Chase, <laughs> if you oh. had to have sex with one of the beasts from Beastmaster, Whoa. which one are you choosing? Now, here's what I'll say. Yeah. If you choose the ferrets, you uh, get both. I was both. about to ask. You get I both. Was, literally, that was you the first question I was going to ask. You get, uh, oh, shit. I mean, okay, well, first of all, the, the panther been through enough it's already painted black i I don't want to make it suffer more than it has to uh eagle here's my thing we don't know the eagle's backstory okay maybe it's a person maybe it's a person wow who knows that's my theory yeah Uh, and that's what i would tell the judge if he asked i think (laughs) it does have the um the most person-like characteristics yeah it's like active in the story it's doing stuff you know Mm -hmm. seems Uh, to be some sort of god seems to be some sort of god later and that's my thing you know gods hey zeus all the time Uh coming down in the fucking mortals fucking mortals he was a goose he was a swan Mm -hmm. one time uh oh he got jiggy as a swan yeah 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 yeah. wow uh and like my thing is you ask the lady who fucked the swan right she'd be like yeah i fucked zeus yeah would you fuck zeus no you didn't no, I didn't. No, exactly. I didn't. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I fucked an eagle. Could have been Zeus. Could have been. I mean, probably right. Probably Zeus. Probably. Let's the aliens yeah. who uh, worship the eagle? Question mark. Uh-huh. They seem to think so. Well, you know how the legal system in America at least works. You know, yeah. It's Zeus until proven goose. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> what can I say? I'm uh, studying for the LSAT right now. Uh-huh. I'm preparing for a long and fruitful legal career. <laughs> Oh yeah, all these these connections yeah. you can make in your mind. It's it's really I'm defending every kind of sexual pervert. <laughs> that's the pro bono uh-huh. work. The pro yeah. bono work that <laughs> the you're pro doing. Bono work. Yeah. yeah, that's why I call my necrophiliac clients my uh-huh. uh, my pro bonos, <laughs> my boners. Uh huh. Because they my boner fuck, boners. They fuck skulls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That exactly. is good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. In today's film, today's mm. super exciting 1982 classic, The mm. Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. No necrophilia. No. Um, Sorry. Bummer. Sorry, guys. Bummer. Generally, I actually feel like this one's a lot more chill on the um, just flagrant sex. Would you say so? Well, I, there's a couple moments There's a couple moments, there. yeah. There are a couple moments that maybe ruin that, but it's not as bad as some. It's fire and ice. Not as bad as some. <laughs> or uh, like Deathstalker. Yeah, yeah, Deathstalker is pretty egregious. Yeah. That's true. That, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, this movie, it's cool. It's good. Uh, it comes out. Now, get this. Mm. Conan the Barbarian. Mm. People probably wondering, why Why aren't they talking about Conan the Barbarian? Just fucking wait, guys. Just Jesus let the tension Christ. build a yeah. little bit. What is wrong? Genuinely, what is wrong with you? We've, we, Will and I have been wanting to say this to, for uh-huh. a while. You you really need to check some stuff. You just out. need this to chill the fuck out. You need to chill. The f- I can see you're shaking. <laughs> you're angry right now. <laughs> you, you gotta, it's just a podcast. You shouldn't be shaking listening to a podcast. It shouldn't have. <laughs> this ever should be fun. That you should be having fun. <laughs> we, this, remember when this was fun? Two episodes ago. Uh-huh. Remember when we were having fun with this? And now, now just won't let us have fun anymore. The vein just across your forehead. It's insane. Throbbing. It's throbbing. It's going out farther than your yeah. nose is. It's awful. It's horrible. Now, a fun fact about Conan, because I was checking out the release dates for these two films, mm-hmm. both in 1982. Conan the Barbarian with Arnold, the Beastmaster <laughs> with... Um, First name basis. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, uh, Beastmaster, the main character, Dar, is played by a guy, presumably. Yeah. He ha- There's an actor, Mark Singer. Yeah. Uh, and Mark Singer... I think he appears in every Beastmaster-related thing. He's in the sequels, and he's also in the movie. 
or not the movie, the uh, the TV show. <laughs> but he has in the movie in as the well. 90s. Yeah. They make a TV show, and uh, Mark Singer also appears. But of course, I mean, this yeah. was his legacy character. It's true. Much like how Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan was Conan. his legacy character. Well, he never played a different Jason character. Jason fucking Momoa comes in. Well, see, that here's bastard. here's that what people bastard. don't realize. One week we're going to announce we're doing Conan yeah. for the next week. We're not going to say which one. We're not going to say which we're one. We're not going to say which one. And it's <laughs> going to be the Jason Momoa of course. one, 2011. Uh, of course, yeah. But May 14th, picture this. You're sitting in a North American theater. Mm. You see Conan the Barbarian. I'm there. Your mind is blown. Muscles. You love it. Throbbing. You love, love this shit. <laughs> and you're going to love it for the next two decades, or at least that's what people think. Yeah. Now, fast forward a month. Mm. It's August now. Mm. May the, the leaves are coming down. Uh, mm-hmm. They're shriveling off the trees. It's August 20th. You say, hey, that Conan the Barbarian movie was so good. What is this other movie that looks identical yeah and it's called beastmaster yeah and i want to see it because conan was so successful that's why this movie is made <laughs> hey yeah. it worked it was I'm, made for yeah. you in that scenario hypothetical me uh-huh. was there in the you theater. summer of 82 yeah that's who it's made oh, for good year good year man. amazing year. fucking good year jesus christ now yeah. unlike conan uh i will say much like conan it's, it's long unlike other films in the genre mm. conan also like two hour a little over two hour film yeah beastmaster 118 minutes of absolute joyride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you feel it. Uh-huh. And you feel it. You feel every minute. 182, really? Uh, 118. Oh, 118. 118. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 182 See, would My be brain just... corrected 82 because that's what it felt like. Yeah. That would be three hours, which is what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. um, because the plot, it's rambling, it's brambling. And I'm just going to get into it now. Oh, yeah. It's shambling. Um, this week, I'm going to be leading you know, our little story time. And we're all very proud of him. Everyone clap. Um, everyone clap for these extensive notes I've taken yeah. in one line on a Google Doc, just tabbing <laughs> yeah. down for every new scene. <laughs> so this movie, for those of you who didn't see it, it's going to have a lot of the tropes that we've seen in previous movies. Mm. You know, your bingo card, be watching your bingo card. Oh, yeah. Because we see a lot of things, including the first thing we see, which is an ancient ziggurat. So we ancient open- ziggurat. On the city of Arik. Yeah. Why is it called that? Because of the god R, of course. Because the god R. Because of the god R. And within this city, which is like very Mesopotamia coded, there is an ancient ziggurat. <laughs> Mesopotamia coded. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it is. That's what it feels like. Yeah. We'll talk more yeah, about that. Yeah. But um, we pan down deep inside the ziggurat. We find mm. our villain. Oh, yeah. A creepy, scary guy with a weird nose prosthetic and, <laughs> and big eyebrows. Uh-huh. And his name is, of course, terrifying and scary, and it is Mayax. Mayax. What's Mayax up to? Well, he's fawning over King Zed's wife. Yes. He's got a little portal and a cauldron, magic mirror type situation, and some exposition is being rattled off. The god R has some sort of prophecy a child needs to be sacrificed. Well, that's what Mayax says. Mayax conflates two things. Mayax conflates a prophecy that says he will be killed by the son of King Zed with the um, seeming long-standing religious ritual of sacrificing children to it just, it, the god Throughout R. the movie, it feels like it's a thing that like Mayax made up, and they're all like, uh-huh. yeah, this seems right. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, um, yeah Mayax essentially says that they need to sacrifice children to appease the god R, mm-hmm. but the implication is probably that he just wants to kill King Zed's child, who will eventually, as prophecy says, kill him. Yeah, and it, it is interesting to imagine that like this guy is like the whatever, Michael Jordan of child sacrifice. Like, no one is really thinking about it. But then one day, he just fucking dunks that idea in there. Yep. And yeah, let's sacrifice kids. Let's just know? do it. Before, we like, were yeah. just kind of like praying and shit. Casual. Well, Not that didn't do much. Enough. Doesn't do much. Didn't do much. We're killing kids. Yeah. They weren't going to make it to cars and planes <laughs> by just, you know, sacrificing petty things. Yeah. Like this sheep. is how civilization works. You know, you sacrifice enough kids. Uh, got to crack a few eggs. Got to crack a few eggs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And He's cracking eggs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, included in this scene in the bottom of the ziggurat, we have one of my favorite tropes of the genre, mm. the ugly hag. Yeah. The ugly hag like a few, who, is, a lot of ugly who is seemingly beautiful from the waist down. So there's always this, the other <laughs> shoe always drops where they start panning across like just the almost naked body of a regular person. Yeah. And like, so, you know, they start, they're showing like this woman's body. I look over at Will. He's smiling. Is he smiling in the normal way or is he smiling in the Will way where he's just waiting for the hag yeah. to show up? And it was in fact- And I was waiting for the hag. He was waiting for the hag. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm too seasoned a veteran to not feel the hag coming. <laughs> you pan up to the face and it's just abominable, yeah. hideous, oh, yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. 
So that's how you know these guys are villains. Because really, <laughs> they're ugly. Because they're ugly. This is one of the greatest tropes of sword and sorcery. If you have like weird facial prosthetics, uh-huh. you're a villain. You are a villain. Yeah. And you're going to do some villainous shit. It's not very subtle. So, of course, things are looking kind of bad for King Zed's unborn son, except mm. for the fact that seconds after revealing this prophecy and Mayak sort of forming this plan, King Zed busts in on him. Yeah. What are you doing down here trying to sacrifice my unborn son? <laughs> What's going on here? He's pissed. And he tells Mayax he's got to get out of town. Yeah. Clearly he's up to some just no good business. Well, I would have guessed that from like the red robes and evil witch women that he was hanging out with. Yeah, he has like years, two but... like monk goons yeah. who take their own lives just like a show of loyalty. <laughs> yeah. They hang themselves. They're for no there. reason. And no one stops them either. And it doesn't affect the plot in any way. It's yeah. just like... It happens, and King Zed's like, okay, so, yeah, you're still exiled. <laughs> you're still gone. And now, like, I'm double exiling you. Uh, you're not coming back. Because that shit was freaky. Like, yeah. I don't want you around. And the plan works. Zed gets him out of there. It's just cool and chill and stuff. Well, you know, Mayak dips, but some of his ugly hag women, hmm. they execute the plan anyway. Yeah. They pull up later that night on King Zed's wife, and they have what can only be described as a vial of Goo. God R's jizz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess you could just say that. the greenest, most viscous goo. Yeah, it's, you've it's ever pretty seen. viscous. If you're gonna watch this movie, uh, or if you're not planning on watching this movie, watch that bit. Watch the. It's a very the interesting bit. bit. Yeah, there's it's it's jism. It's glowy jism. So, and but the glowy jism has an interesting effect on King Zed's wife. King yeah. Zed's wife, who is pregnant with the unborn son of King Zed, mm. presumably. Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't really know for sure. But she's <laughs> not very far along, and essentially what happens is her like process of giving birth escalates um, yeah. or de-escalates in some extent. Yeah, it was like three months along, and it became like nine. Then it became like nine, yeah. and a very strange thing happens. Now, along the hags, they haven't just brought the Jizz of God R, they've brought um, a female cow. Yeah. And slowly, uh, you will see as the birthing process is accelerated, the young babe is <laughs> transferred uh-huh. somehow, some way. The kid gets in the heifer. Yeah. The kid gets in the heifer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, not much more to say about that. Classic huh? story. Heard it a million times. Yeah. The baby gets transferred into the womb of the cow. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's basic shit. You've heard this. That, you that's know this. Joseph Campbell. That's Hero's Journey stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, so every good story starts. With a kid and a cow. With the, yeah, yeah. A yeah. human baby being gestated <laughs> by a cow. Yeah, I guess kid and a cow would be weirder because that's a baby goat. Uh, you don't want a baby goat and a cow. No, no, no. That raises too many questions. That's intolerable, yeah. frankly. Yeah, I won't allow it. But, yep, they got the kid, and they're going to go kill him. And they take him into the woods, and one of the hags... Got this whole little plan, this whole setup. She has a weird green fire in the woods. I'm thinking now, why did they even transfer the baby into the cow? Couldn't they have just killed That's the mom? Such a good question. They really could have. They really could have. Um, but of course, it's important to the plots that he be. It's a well. Beast. Yeah, I guess maybe the witches knew that. Yeah, uh-huh. they knew the movie had to happen. And it does seem like they were just trying to make it like a very pagan-looking coded ritual. Well, yeah. Because she cuts him out of the the female cow, mm-hmm. preparing to sacrifice him. Before she does, brands him. Tss, yeah, with, with the symbol of R. The symbol of R, which is, I don't really know how to describe the earth what it. Looks. Symbol. It looks like the earth bending symbol. It looks kind of like if you were to like draw the outline of a pair of shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does um, look like that. So he gets branded, and right before he is tossed into the frying pan, a farmer stumbles upon what's going on and yeah. as an ancient ritual of baby slaying what's going on here i can't abide that not Let's in my that woods in a small town <laughs> <laughs> don't bring your big city magic into my <laughs> tiny town <laughs> your big city baby hate uh-huh, uh-huh so a farmer stumbles upon this witch and like midnight or 3 a.m yeah. i don't know why he's out he's just hanging out he's walking around he's hanging out he's and, on baby patrol um, yeah, he's looking for, like, new younglings to find <laughs> yeah. in the woods. New foundlings. And he finds one, and he kills a witch. There's, like, some weapon of the culture, which is, like, a throwing boomerang. Yeah, it's, star. like, uh, in Breath of the Wild, it's, like, the Lizal boomerang for, for yeah. you, you gaming. Heads. Yeah, for all of you gamers. Uh, it's, like, the yeah, the, the lizard boomerang you can throw. It has, like, the two blades yeah. on it. You can, like, He's got one of those, and I guess he's good with it. He kills the witch. Yeah. Yay, the witch is dead, and he rescues, oh, what is this? A baby. Oh. I just wanted to kill a woman in the woods. 
<laughs> now I have commitment. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess I better Raise take care child. of this yeah. <laughs> child. Which, when you say it out loud, is a little absurd. Although, yeah. maybe I would do the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. He's not the stepdad. He's a dad who stepped up. You know? <laughs> yeah. He did step up uh, big time. And there's sort of a time step up, as in time skip. Yeah. That occurs from this time point. Time step up. <laughs> <laughs> time steps up a couple yeah. notches. That's like how a caveman would describe that. <laughs> time step, move up, mountain of universe. I mean, it's kind of kind of hard. I like that. I like the like the personification uh, of time. Yeah, time stepped up. Yeah, time and, stepped up yeah. a couple years, and up now the he's ladder like, of destiny. He's nine. Yeah, or he's ten or something like that. He's a little boy. And he's only nine or ten for this one scene, and there's another time scale. Well, sure. They couldn't pay the actor that much. So they, yeah, the, they child, the actor, child actor, yeah, yeah. He's only allowed to be on screen for five minutes, so they have to give him an apple juice. And I, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that give him a go-go squeeze. Yeah. Uh, I fully believe that, and spoilers for the Conan thing, they only do the child scene because there's this child scene in like Conan. The, yeah. 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 Uh, that, that's the only reason. But basically what we're supposed to get out of this scene is father and son hunting in woods. Yeah. Another man is like out there. I guess father and son are training in the woods or something. For something, For I something. Guess. And uh, there's which a, may yeah, come into play later. <laughs> something un, unrelated. Yeah, some external force of bad guys. There's some other guy in the woods. He's dicking around, and he gets attacked by a bear. Yeah. And, you know, father, son, they rush over. Son's name is Dar, by Dar. the way. Our protagonist's name is fucking Dar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got R, we got Dar, we uh-huh. got Aruk. We yeah. have a lot of hard consonant yeah. names. Yeah. The hard R. <laughs> the hard R's of Beastmaster. <laughs> uh, so basically, the bear is going to kill this guy, rips off his leg or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Dar, oh no, the bear's afraid of Dar. Dar gets close to the bear. Yeah. The bear starts backing off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What does that mean? Dad gets freaked out by this. He's like, don't tell Yeah, anyone. he really blows his lid. <laughs> Please, <laughs> you're a freak. <laughs> They'll never love you. <laughs> You were born from a cow. <laughs> Somehow the dad seems to know that Dar has beast powers. Yeah, I guess it's like a thing powers. in this culture. When you're born from cows, you can uh-huh. talk to animals. And the mark, he makes some comment about the mark as if he knows what the mark means. Yeah, he just pulled up and like the kid already had the brand on him. So yeah. like, I, I, don't, I don't know. And if yeah. the brand is known, then it would just be a symbol of the local deities. I don't yeah. know why it would be weird that you like have it on you. Doesn't quite make sense. Doesn't make sense, but whatever. So we established <laughs> that he has the power of beasts. Dar makes it go away. There's another time skip. Yeah. And now he's got a dog named Toto. Yeah. And he's chilling with Toto. And they're not in Kansas anymore. They're not. Nope. And they're not in the village of like Emir or something like that. Uh, I don't know if I wrote down what the village is called. Yeah. It was, it was something like that. Emir. Yeah. I probably wrote it down somewhere and I'll get to it later. But he's leaving the village with his dog Toto and the other young lads are going to go farm. <laughs> and this the really is Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah. When you think yeah. about it. They're off to the fields. But, um, you know, right after they leave. Uh-oh, why is the ground shaking? What's that appearing over the horizon? Yeah, what are those pikes over there? Johns! It's Jones! the Johns. Johns have arrived. Uh, I know you're thinking, I know you immediately, you thought in your mind, uh-huh. oh, Johns is Huns. And then yeah. you corrected yourself and you said, oh, no, 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 Will was saying Johns. It couldn't have been Huns. No, right. Yeah, Will must be uh-huh. dumb. He must mean Huns. It must, it must be something else. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no. No, 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 it's Huns. Yeah, it's, um, it's Johns. But it's Hans. Yeah. It's people who ride on horseback uh-huh. and um, pillage. It's the most uh, least least um, giving personification of the Hans. <laughs> yeah. Even Mulan somehow was more like yeah, personifying. Was a little, made them a little more like people. Yeah. Um, but the Juns attacked this tiny farming village and all the houses, which were inexplicably on stilts. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Uh, they're <laughs> just, yeah, like they're they're up there. For no reason. Uh-huh. And you see people like climbing up the sticks to get to their houses. Just <laughs> like, not, yeah, like, this is why. And of course, the houses are set fire to things burn. Now, I will mention right before the Juns charge into the village, the funniest scene in any movie I've ever seen occurs where the mentor figure of Dar, his stepfather, who has been training Dar, is presumably a very <laughs> yeah. good fighter. He takes his sword, which is presumably a special sword. Uh-huh. He draws a line in the sand <laughs> outside the front of the village. And that's the judge's charge. You think, wow, like he's, he's going to hold this guys. line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In seconds, the first guy comes up. He gets bowled over. Yeah. <laughs> he just hits the dirt. And we're spending like, we spent 30 minutes building this guy up. Like he's a, he's an old uh-huh. he, badass mentor character. But no, he just, he sucks dick. Yeah. All, yeah. All the villagers, all the old and infirm who had like assembled <laughs> at the front of the village, they just get annihilated. <laughs> just mowed through. <laughs> like Kleenex. The Juns ride paper. right through them like they're made of paper. Yeah. 
Uh, and the village is essentially destroyed. Everyone in it is killed, with the exception of Dar, who rushes back oh, yeah. to try and help fight. He doesn't do very good. No. He gets knocked well, out. Because he was trained by his dad, who fucking sucks. Who is not good. Yeah. Who is really not good. But, um, yeah, he is saved by his dog, Toto, who oh. drags him out of the village. Oh. Toto. No. <laughs> here's the thing about Toto, the dog. I hope you didn't get very attached to him <laughs> because he's dead now. Yeah, as you can tell from my reactions, I did very much get attached to Toto. <laughs> I mean, when you have like a cute dog named Toto who does a heroic thing, yeah. Um, obviously they're just they're setting me up for an emotional letdown as Sad. the dog dies. He gets like shot by an arrow or something. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the dog is injured and you know, our our boy Dar wakes up to find that his dog is lying next to him dead. Yeah. Sad moment. Sad moment. He'll get new animals. He gets Don't over worry. it pretty quickly. Yeah, he's, he's gonna find he's some new animal friends. Like you think it's gonna be like a John Wick style, uh, like vengeance quest, but yeah. it's really not. Like, yeah, we'll we'll get yeah. into that later. But it's it's not what you think it'll be from the first act. But yeah, there's a quick like flash back to the the city. Essentially, we it's established that the evil wizard Max is yeah. actually like Max. somehow. Mayax. <laughs> it's Max. They're gonna with get two me ends. with that. Max gonna, yeah, it's yeah. Max. Max. Like they started saying Max, and then like uh, the producer gave him a look. Like that's not. Uh-huh, like, that's not fantasy. A fantasy enough. man wouldn't be and named he goes, Max. Mayax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our, our boy Mayax is not necessarily like the direct ruler of the Juns, but he's yeah. made some kind of alliance with the Juns. Presumably, when he was sent into exile. Yeah. So now the Juns give him power. He gives them hag women. Yeah, he and- gives them an <laughs> unlimited supply of hag women. <laughs> it works out. And it works out okay. And I guess he really doesn't. He just lets the Juns do whatever, like raid villages, yeah. pillage. I I don't think Mac Mayax. Oh fuck! They got me. Uh, yeah, they're gonna keep getting us. <laughs> I don't think Mayax really has like social and fiscal policies. I feel uh-huh. like just destruction is the name of the game, and obviously sacrificing kids. Yeah, that's, that's true. One. That's yeah. true. But uh, going back to our protagonist, Dar, who is now sort of on his own, yeah. realizes his dog is dead. He's going on a John Wick-esque revenge quest. <laughs> he, like, buries them all. Like, he puts yeah. the dog on the, like, village yeah, burial on the village ground. the village pyre. Which, who put them? I guess the the Juns, the like, Juns. piled yeah. them all up. Yeah, but, like, he goes back to find the village decimated, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he was, curse you, Juns! You Juns! Uh, he's going to go back for the Juns somehow, some way. Yeah. He starts off on his little adventure to go find the Jun horde in uh-huh. the north. And then, well, when he's in the village, uh, like an eagle like swoops down. That's true. Is that? Yes, yeah, it, that's like, true. Yeah. That, yeah, that does happen then. And it's established that our boy can speak to animals, Sure. I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's got that power of communication. He's got that dog in him. He's and got that dog also in eagle him. and bear and... Panther? Panther. And yeah, yeah. yeah uh, in and lore, ferrets, Panther. Two little ferrets. Yeah. But the first animal companion he gets is this eagle who's just kind of scoping things out and yeah. sees him. And I guess they have some sort of instant connection. The eagle's his little, does his bidding now. Yeah. His scout. <laughs> his minion. His you know, We get a lot of great helicopter, which is how they did the shots. Uh-huh. I now learned. Oh, Strapped yeah. Strapped a camera. I mean, to no, a but of course, right? <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They didn't put a GoPro on an eagle. Yeah. I mean, it would which be would cooler. Be yeah. Which would be pretty sick. That. Yeah. But he gets his, his eagle friend, and um, as a part of, of getting his eagle friend just after that, he is he's journeying on and finds some of the Juns, and the Juns are taunting, I guess, a tied-up yeah. puma. They're like they're laughing at him. They're pointing at yeah, him. They're, they're, like they're pointing him like sticks yeah, at him, and, yeah, yeah. and this puma he finds tied to a stake in the middle of nowhere. And I guess his his idea is I'm gonna go save this thing. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's PETA alert animal cruelty, <laughs> what they're doing. Uh-huh. And he just hates the Juns and everyone who works for Mayax. So he goes after these guys. He has a little scuffle with them. Yeah, kills them. Gets a new animal companion, who is, I think, a puma. I thought panther the whole time. Could be panther, but is in reality a tiger. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. For anyone who hadn't seen the movie. What they essentially did was apparently tigers are easier to work with on film. I guess, right? Like, I, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe didn't yeah. seem like the tiger was jazzed to be there. Yeah, didn't seem like he was jazzed that they painted him either. Just imagine you're you're the fucking you're the king of the jungle, uh-huh. and then one day some guy just like puts like oil black paint yeah. on you, and just starts wiping you down. Yeah, with paint, Jeez. slathering you in paint. So it is. It's the most tiger-looking panther you'll ever see. Yeah, it's just very obviously a tiger. Yeah, but I guess they wanted it to be a panther. For some reason. For some reason. 
Who knows? Could have been a tiger. Would have been cooler if it was a tiger. I it would have been cooler. I'm yeah. a tiger guy. I like tigers. I'm a tiger king. Oh yeah, he's tiger. You know, this is sort of like um, actually they might have gotten the Tiger King to, to do contract yeah. the animal out to this. How else can you get animals in the '80s? How else know? can you abuse animals? There are a lot of ways, and they showcase many of them in this film. Oh, good. As we may oh, get into, but that's his second animal companion. He's got a tiger. Good for him. Uh, panther tiger. His third animal companions. Could mm, mm. could you have guessed? Ferrets. It's ferrets. Why is it ferrets? I don't know. I don't uh, know, man. And I now know that, I know for a fact that I, well, I guess I believe for a fact. Right. <laughs> right. That Ice Age 2 was based on this with the little two ferret guys. Oh, yeah. That was, that yeah, was Well, they were possums. Shit, were they? I think so. Oh, that so. was their whole thing. They played dead. The, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. That, that's their whole thing. And maybe these were supposed to be possums, but they just got ferret actors. Hey, maybe. Yeah. Because it would have, like, they're kind of like cowardly and like uh-huh. uh, shifty and stuff. So it would have made sense if they were. Yeah, they're possums. supposed to be yeah. like of a roguish nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They steal things. They're like they play little tricks. Uh-huh. They like uh, shiny objects. Yeah. But basically, he's asleep. Some of his shit gets stolen by these ferrets. He follows them. Come back here, you. Uh, so funny, <laughs> little funny thing. And then he stumbles upon some babes. Oh yeah. And uh, this is our gratuitous, not gratuitous, but this is the most gratuitous yeah, and obligatory yeah. scene we'll get. Yeah, uh, every sword and sorcery movie needs babes, apparently. Mm-hmm. Bathing uh, babes. I'm not, I'm not saying that has to be the case, but I'm just saying it just happens well, you know, to be like that. You <laughs> it know. happens to be like that. It, it's set theory, you know. And one of these babes is just irrelevant to the plot. Well, yeah, um, yeah, she was. She like runs off. Yeah. And of course, he's just an absolute animal with yeah. no manners. He's got know. that dog in him. He's gonna try and like use his animal friends to help give these babes. <laughs> he like pretends to defend one of the babes, who turns out to be a very important character named yeah. Kiri. Like what he does, he gets, he convinces his panther friend uh-huh. to like look like he's about to attack one of the women. Uh, but then he walks up and he's like, "Stop there, Panther. yeah, uh, don't no further." Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, and then like it's, but she doesn't know that he can talk to animals. Uh, she assumes he's a normal man, mm-hmm. so he is like pretending he's like a brave person who can like fight a panther in front of her. Yeah, uh, and yeah, know. I mean it doesn't it doesn't really work out for him. All you need to know is that he has a little chat with her. She is. A character named Kiri says yeah. she is a slave of the priests of R. Yeah. Maybe is more than that, as we'll hey, find maybe. later. Who but knows, right? basically, she's like, no, I can't run off in the woods with you because <laughs> I need to get back to my slave my overlords. Yeah. They want me back. I guess they let her run off to go bathe in a natural spring. Yeah, and it's come confusing because she's so far away from like the Yeah, where city. the city is. Yeah. But she goes back. Um, and he's like, whatever. I gotta go kill these Juns anyway. <laughs> I don't even want to have sex with you in the yeah, woods anyway. Fine. I just want to do the Panther bit. I, I don't yeah, even care. Uh, uh. It's not like we planned that whole thing. It was really <laughs> hard to execute. So he he journeys on, and it's now the scene that happens is one of the strangest in the film, mm. and it does serve a purpose. I, I was kind of calling when we were watching this movie that uh-huh. the thing happening next would happen. And then never be talked about again. <laughs> yeah. Which would have been awesome. Which would have been awesome. It does come back at the very, very end. Yeah. But it still makes zero sense. No. So what happens is he's leaving the babes. He sees a tree in the distance with yeah. some things hanging like from a, a tree. like a lantern on it, right? Like they were like glowy kind of things. Yeah, it looks like yeah. there were like orbs of light hanging down yeah, from the yeah, tree. Exactly. Kind of hard to tell that distance. So he decides, I guess, to get <laughs> I'll closer. Investigate. <laughs> yeah. I'll investigate this weird tree. It becomes night by the time he arrives at the yeah. tree. I guess he like climbed and stuff, mm-hmm. so it took a while. And which I'd give up at some yeah, point. Yeah, I wouldn't really investigate this freaky ass tree. No, because it turns out there's some freaky ass shit. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. There are egg sacs hanging from the tree, <laughs> with something in them, something writhing in them. Uh-huh. Uh There are people. There's a cauldron bubbling, and there are like people in cages yeah. just around. It was like one guy. Right? There was one guy yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> And he frees that guy who just runs off and gets killed immediately. Which, like, is the idea that... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Like, right, yeah. right. So, yeah. So, what happens is, right, he sees all this weird shit. He sees the cauldron, the egg sacks, the guy in a cage. Yeah. He goes, hey, let me help you out, buddy. <laughs> and, like, he's looking at all this. He's just, like, he's he's just standing there. He's pretty unfazed. Yeah. And it's, like, at any point during that, I would leave. Yeah. But, like, he's just kind of observing all of it. Yeah, and when I say egg sacks, like, I really want you to think, like, xenomorph. Yeah. Not of this earth. Yeah. Type of egg sacks. These aren't your grandfather's egg sacks. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah. And 
the things that are laying the eggs or eating out of the eggs are revealed eating to the eggs us. Out. And they're eating out. They eat out <laughs> yeah. the guy who oh, gets yeah. freed. Eating out, dining in. Uh-huh. Our, our little friend tries to run away. He's super scared because he's probably seen these things before. Yeah. Uh-oh, he runs right into one. Yeah. And what are they, you they're might ask? like these, like, bat alien creatures. And they, like, they, like, spread their arms out. Like, their arm slash bat wing situation uh-huh. out. And they'll, like, close their arms around you. And, like, I guess they have a stomach on, like, yeah. they, or they have Some a mouth on their stomach. or something. And they just eat you, like, like that. Yeah, yeah, they just eat you raw. Yeah, they raw um, dog you. They raw yeah. dog you. <laughs> they they bone you until you're, you're nothing but bones. Until you're nothing but bones, yeah. And they're like the height of a man, but yeah, they have like bat wings. Maybe they can fly. Yeah. I and if you're wondering glide. like, what am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just I don't know either. Watch the movie, man. Watch the movie because it does come out of nowhere. Yeah. And one of the things that I guess becomes important at some point is that there's like a statue of oh, an yeah. eagle uh-huh. here and this weird- yeah. It's like this black, like bitumen stone statue uh-huh. that looks very ancient or yeah. alien. Yeah, ancient or and or alien and or alien. Hey, ancient aliens could yeah. be. Um, these could be the ancient aliens. These could be the ancient aliens. See, I, I was thinking the whole time, you know, no way these people could have built the ziggurat themselves. Must have been aliens. Uh, same oh, way. Oh yeah, that, maybe that's of course, the obviously, theory. aliens built the pyramids. As, they did. This is mm-hmm. that's an opinion that's sanctioned by this podcast. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. yeah, we are much like the Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> in many ways. Does, does he think that is that a thing? He has a lot of weird conspiracy theories about the pyramids. Oh no! But, oh Joe! But you know, our our fake pyramid is a lot more fun in this in the context of this story. Yeah. And these little alien guys, they're going to kill Dar presumably, but then, uh oh, he has an eagle, and yeah. we like. Eagle? Yeah, the bat people, they're eagle fans, which I think they'd mm-hmm. be like bat fans. Yeah, I would have thought yeah. they'd be like Patriots fans. But. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> but um, they give Dar a medallion. <laughs> they do look like Patriots fans. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Boosh. <laughs> oh. And this medallion that they give him is also, it has like an eagle emblem on it. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Like, they give him this medallion. I don't think he speaks at all in this scene. No. No. And it lasts like five, ten minutes. Yeah. Well, Dar doesn't really have much to say. <laughs> no. Not unless he's trying to like riz up some random yeah. people he finds in the woods. Dar sucks. Like, can we just say that? He's not yeah. a great guy. Two uh, sort of sorcery sanctioned opinions. The Egyptians did not build the pyramids, and Dar is a horrible protagonist. Right. He sucks. He's awful. He's yeah. not good. He's not good. So we go um, flash forward. He makes it to the city yeah. of Arik. Was he going there? I didn't think so. I, I thought yeah. he was going north to find the Juns. Yeah, but... we were we were confused when that happened because I thought his whole thing was Juns. I didn't think that Mayox really like factored into his plans in any yeah. significant way. He doesn't know that Mayox like rules the Juns. Yeah, like he doesn't know the connection there because the Juns have just been there forever, presumably. Yeah. It's like a people group, right? I don't know. There are no Juns in the city of Arik, though. No. But what is happening in the city of Arik <laughs> is child sacrifice. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. So Mayox. Presumably, what happened while we were away watching <laughs> Dar grow up from yeah, boyhood yeah. was that you know the the dude's wife like dies as a result of this weird shit that happens, uh-huh. and um, before that, I guess I guess like King Zed takes another wife and and has another son who we'll meet later. Yeah. So you know, Dar has a little stepbrother action going on. <laughs> well, don't don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he d- no, he doesn't. <laughs> but. Um, the city of Arik has been taken over by Mayax, who goes into exile, presumably, returns yeah. with the Jun Horde, takes over the city. Uh-huh. So King Zed has been imprisoned, and Mayax is at the top of the ziggurat, and like Mayax, I feel like he kind of has like some Jun drip going on now. Like he's yeah, like he a does. bit more Junny. He's, like, he's he has Junned it out. Like spikes yeah. on him. I'm, I'm imagining he is like he's more Mad Max than he was before. Yeah, yeah. he's quite Mad Max. Yeah. Um, I guess that was always kind of his thing because he would just oh, Mad Mayax. Mad Mayax. <laughs> But he's he's in charge now, and uh-huh. he's killing kids, or he's trying. Well, there's like a pit of fire that he's throwing yeah. children into, and it's like there's like a slide kind mm-hmm. of that leads into yeah, it. There's a slide. There's one of those like slopes with no no grab on. Uh-huh. So you know it's like a shoot basically. <laughs> yeah, you get thrown into the, baby the killing shoot, shoot. Yeah. and you you hit the fire and you die. It's like the way that Willy Wonka would kill. Uh-huh. Him, you know. <laughs> so what happens is, this is the funniest thing to me. There's a whole crowd watching this child sacrifice. Uh-huh. Some idiot fucking parents <laughs> decide they're going to bring their child yeah. to watch the child Front sacrifice. Seats. Front row seats. And of course, Max is like, he goes again. He's like, all right, 
You. <laughs> Let's get right, another round one. Two. Let's get another one going. Going in for seconds. And of course the parents. No, don't. <laughs> Who could have foreseen this? Please don't sacrifice our child to At the this public child, child sacrifice. sacrifice. I low-key think they wanted their kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Gone. I mean, it, it's hard to raise a kid in uh, uh, Aruk, you know? Well, especially uh, with the Juns raiding, like, the, the supplies of yeah, grain are low. Exactly. You don't have shit, you know? Yeah. You can't afford to feed a child. No, you really can't. You need to feed it to the god R. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then R will like you. That's afterwards. right. That's right. Get more grain. But, um, yeah, so our, our two all-star parents have to just watch their kid <laughs> get dragged up to the top of the ziggurat. Uh-huh. And he is thrown into the chute. <laughs> and this is one of the funniest. Yeah. I, I keep saying the funniest scene in the movie because there's it, so many really funny scenes. It's a pretty funny movie. This is one of my favorite scenes, though. The kid is, like, trying to grab onto the chute. <laughs> yeah. And Mayax has a scepter. And he takes the, the bottom end of the scepter <laughs> and he he's starts like, poking him. <laughs> You know, like you would like a clogged drain. You're <laughs> yeah. trying to like flush it yeah. out. He's basically just poking this kid, trying to get him to go into the fire chute. It's like uh, in Always Sunny, like when the McPoyle twins are hanging off the roof. That's and, like right. Frank comes in with like the, uh, like, I think it's like the butt of a shotgun. Like kind of like hits him down yep. a little bit. Yep. Yeah. It, it's like that for you, yep. Sunny fans, you know. And um, he doesn't die. No. Believe it or not. No, how, not. how does he get saved? How does this kid get saved? Eagle. Eagle. Eagle rescue. You're thinking, oh, so this was like a baby of like a month old that an eagle could carry it with its hollow bones. Right. Or you're thinking, oh, the eagle's fucking huge. It's like it's a thunderbird. Yeah, it's a yeah. big eagle. It's a big eagle. Uh, neither of those no, things are no. true. Normal sized eagle. Yeah. Child of 12 or 13. <laughs> yeah. Like big, big kid. kid. Big kid. <laughs> so watching him get carried off by uh-huh. the eagle is truly a, really a sight to behold. <laughs> it was awesome. It was pretty sick. <laughs> But um, I guess Max doesn't think much of it. Like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. So the kid gets saved. Well, no, wait. He does think something of it. He says, uh, this is a sign that R does oh, wait, want the Oh, yeah, he spins it. He yeah. spins it. Because he views it as, or he, like, yeah, he spins it. The spin doctor, Mayax. <laughs> uh, he says that, like, yeah, that eagle was R. And not uh-huh. only does he like the child sacrifice, sometimes he's just going to come and pick yeah, him up Yeah, he's just going to take him yeah. himself because yeah, yeah, he yeah. wants him so bad. Uh-huh. Can't wait for him to cook. Well, that is interesting. Like, if I was a god, would I want to eat kids like, like sushi uh-huh. raw, or would I want to eat them like burnt in the fire? Well, su- the raw is a delicacy. It's true. It yeah, really I guess. Is. Yeah, I'd mostly take cooked. But yeah, like but every it, now and it then, really it does come down to preference. Some yeah. people they're just not into like the raw fish. Yeah, true. they want cooked. They want cooked. Yeah. It, you know, the gristle. It's a little. It adds something flavor wise. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess Beastmaster. He didn't even save the day. The eagle did. Yeah. The eagle is kind of the MVP. Beastmaster uh-huh. is not doing much. But I guess yeah. Beastmaster, there's sort of like a, a scene change. And I suppose he takes credit for saving the kid. Right. Because he's now being hosted by the kid's family. <laughs> yeah. They're like, thank you so much. And they're not hosting that eagle. The eagle no. is having Eagle's to outside. eat worms yeah. and shit outside. Yeah. <laughs> doing whatever eagles do <laughs> during the day or night. And uh, basically, this guy gives him the rundown of how fucked up the city is. And it should be noted that, you know, while he's there, while he's watching the sacrifice, Beastmaster, yeah. he sees, oh, is that slave girl from the forest? Hot it slave is. Girl. It's Kiri. And it turns out uh, Kiri is actually revealed to be um, the niece of yeah. King Zed. Which, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little, huh? Yeah. But she's some sort of royalty. I guess. Yeah, she's related to the royal family, which Beastmaster also happens to uh-huh. stem from, uh, which, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on it. Maybe that's you know what was just happening in Arak, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Well, he's half cow. Oh, true. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Not a, You couldn't even really count him as Zed's son. He's a cow's son. Yeah, he's yeah. Really son of a cow. Son of a cow. But he's like, no, I got to go get her. I got to go save her. I'm going to go save her. <laughs> so he goes to go try and save her. And at this point. Ar, like, Dar is not a character with, like, a lot of motivation. He just yeah, kind of, I like. Don't get yeah. laid? Is that his motivation yeah, get here? Yeah, laid. Yeah, yeah. Because he does make this decision to, like, alter. He's like, oh, I'm, he essentially says, fuck the Juns. I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. do this instead. This yeah. seems more important, I guess. But basically, Mayax is catching on at this point. Sure. Um. Max, Starting to put two and two together, you know, yeah. eagle flying around, uh, what a guy, just guy, guy yeah, being new guy. associated with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> not good. Uh-huh. And he sees and he's watching he's watching our protagonist through the magic mirror. Uh-huh. And he sends some goons after him. The only thing important about these goons that gets sent after him and eventually dies that mm-hmm. one of them has a ring yeah, with an eye. The eye ring. And now you're thinking like, oh, like an evil eye. Not quite. No. I'm talking about a human eyeball. So imagine it's it's a ring uh-huh. and it has a little a signet on it. It's a big ring. Instead of like a, you know, a jewel yeah. which you would normally put on a no. ring. Garnet. Just an eye. Just, just an eye. Yeah. yeah. Like a human, yeah. yeah. Like a regular eye. Like yeah. it's moist. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah it's, it you, blinks. You need eye drops for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's a real ass eye. But basically, this guy dies. Uh oh. And how does how does this guy die? Because once again, Beastmaster is completely useless. <laughs> he's he's gonna get caught by these guys. Uh huh. Luckily, his his tiger friend kills uh-huh. one of them. Well, panther friend actually. Panther friend. Yeah. I'm sorry. I miss um. I miss species. Miss species. Yeah. <laughs> I should. Yeah. Yeah. He's an actor. He's a professional. So yeah. I, I should name him by his character. Yeah. Panther. Kills one of them. Chasing another guy. This other guy is like running. And traps the the panther yeah, in, in, like a hole. in like a pit in, yeah. in the hole. So I guess they have some sort of trap they were waiting to use on someone. Uh-huh. But these guys get jumped by some new characters. <laughs> Seth yeah. is a guy Seth. now. Yeah. So have we seen Seth before in yes, this we movie? Have. Uh I, I was I forgot to bring that up earlier. Seth is in the palace when Zed busts in on Mayax. Uh, like in yeah. the very beginning, yeah, uh, and yeah, Seth is like, we know what fucking shit you're up to, man. Uh, yeah. stop that. Yeah, yeah. So he's like one of the king's close bodyguard type people, or something, or something. <laughs> yeah. He does something. Like a, he's he gave like a monk, like D and D monk kind of. Yeah, vibe. he he fights yeah. with a quarter staff, which is yeah. interesting. You don't see that often. You really don't. Except for loyal and loyal and wheel of time, wheel of time. And the wheel of time, and the wheel of time, and Amazon time. Prime show, not out now. <laughs> okay, all right. He doesn't have a quarter staff in <laughs> yeah, the show. He doesn't. Uh, I did. I didn't get past episode like fucking three of season two. So maybe, yeah. maybe he picks one up. Maybe he gets uh, there. But oh, fuck, man. <laughs> ruined, I, I can't. I can't, we can't we'll it. get I can't too angry if we focus on wheel of time. Hey, if you really want to torture us, you know, suggest. Wheel of Time show uh-huh. discussion. Yeah. Somewhere down We'll do line. it very begrudgingly. We'll do it begrudgingly. Yes, we will. But Seth is a guy who pops up again. Turns out that Seth had escaped the palace at some point, yeah. the ziggurat, with the son, the new son yeah, of step King son, Zed. Or stepbrother step of Dar. Stepbrother of Dar. Yeah. yeah. And this kid, he's been like training to take over the throne <laughs> in the woods and- I don't know. I guess Seth can fight, and he's been training this kid to fight, yeah. and like also be a diplomat or whatever. I guess. <laughs> but th- these guys, you know, they help finish off the people sent after Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. Beastmaster comes back for his tiger puma friend. Yeah. And they they meet up. They have a little meet cute. You know, <laughs> the, the D and D party is forming. That is the vibe of it. Yeah. Uh huh. You meet in a tavern, except the tavern is. A campfire in the woods. So what would the classes be? Like, Dar is a barbarian. Or, uh, or like, a ranger? Yeah, I guess he's, like, he's weird. Because he has, like, druid, druid powers, yeah. but he doesn't dress like a druid. I think you can spec a ranger into, like, having an animal companion. Uh-huh. But, like, not in the way that, like, Dar does it, really. Because um, Dar can literally speak to them. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Like, weird. Um, then Seth is, like, a monk, probably. Yeah, he's, like, a warrior monk. Warrior monk, yeah. And uh, the, the kid's kid. name. <laughs> yeah, is I, don't, I don't even know tall. the kid's name. It's tall. Tall. Oh, well, Seems he's not tall. very tall. No, he's a little um, kid. He's a little kid, and I have, he doesn't do anything. I don't know what class he would be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unclear. But tall, you know. Oh, my cousin Kiri is going to be sacrificed. No, we gotta go my save hot her. cousin Kiri. You go get her. So they're like, okay, um, let's go get her. <laughs> All right. Go on. So our three protagonists, they go, and apparently. Kiri and some of the other slave women are being taken to the lake shore. Yeah, like to the seafront property <laughs> for, like, <laughs> for Ajax, a yeah. slave girl beach day, I guess. I'm not really sure why they had been removed from the city yeah. of Arik, but they had it was been the, removed. It was the pool party. It was the end of your pool party. Yeah, they were having their their one you know day a year off, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's rudely interrupted <laughs> when these three bros pull up uh-huh. on like a raft. Uh-huh. The, there's always a fairy scene. Yeah, like every every ever since Tolkien, every fantasy genre ever <laughs> has had to emulate like a fairy escape. Uh huh. And like somehow it just becomes l- less exciting each time. Yeah. Uh, because this one like it was it's just very slow and sl- like and it like, doesn't make sense. Oh uh, yeah, incomprehensible almost. Yeah. Because presumably the, how the fairy works, right, is you pull yourself along a little raft. Yeah. You have like some sort of thing it's strung across some big cord of 
twine. Rope. I don't know. <laughs> so they pull up and they kill some of the goons and they free Kiri and uh-huh. like, we got to get out of here. So they hop back on the raft. Are the animals on the raft? The animals are. I, think I don't remember the panther being on the raft. Yeah, I don't know what the panther is doing during this scene. Yeah. The eagle is just like flying around overhead. Yeah. The ferrets are like up his in, ass. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He keeps the ferrets like in a back, yeah, like in a, a satchel sack kind of them. thing. Yeah, yeah. But he never, like, I feel like he doesn't have the satchel in the scenes that he doesn't talk to the ferrets in. Yeah. It just kind of like appears. Maybe they're off doing their own little journey. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah. Maybe it's like a. Uh, Lion King one and a half situation uh-huh. where you just like follow them throughout like the the movie. Like they're just doing their own side adventure. It would honestly yeah. be more interesting because this once they save Kiri and they escape on the ferry, this is where the movie gets boring. Um Yeah, it's rough. So yeah. I'm gonna Sorry, start guys. going faster at this point until we get to the end where it gets good. <laughs> so basically they're gonna go try and save King Zed, who's obviously been in prison this whole time in the right. ziggurat. Yeah. Who is the father of Tall and Beastmaster, although Beastmaster doesn't know it. Yeah. And is uh, uncle to Kiri. Uh-huh. So they're all like, let's go. Seth goes off to go form some sort of ragtag army somewhere. He yeah, leaves he the party. He does do that, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why. And the rest of them go back to Arik to try and break him out of the ziggurat. Uh-huh. And they do so. There are some antics in the ziggurat. Like, there are some weird yeah, like human orcs. orc people <laughs> yeah. that are being cooked up. Yeah. Um, Which, I guess, really they're like outsourcing like or the Juns were outsourcing but now uh, they're like making their own guys you know yeah uh, and like they're gonna phase out the Juns which yeah. is maybe why they weren't in the city and stuff uh, yeah it feels like this is where the movie should end right because Mayax is like somewhere in this ziggurat yeah so the the hero and the antagonist have come together <laughs> but nothing really happens they free King Zed he's uh-huh. blind now uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. that matters not he's at all. He's blind and he's pissed about it. He's fucking angry. He dude. is angry. He is kind of a sour boy. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. they escape with him. They scale down a mountain, whatever. They get out. Uh-huh. And they're like meeting on the outskirts of the city, trying to form the army yeah. that Seth has now brought, like the rest of the peasant rebels. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, Seth is like, King's, well, King Zed obviously wants to know what's going on, how he's been freed. <laughs> Yeah, and what, Seth what just, visually is happening Seth, around him because he can't see it. Seth tells it our boy immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you were freed by, by Dar, who's a beast, a beast master. master. He talks to beasts. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> Seth no. is like, or Zed's like, what? Wait, what did Seth's you say? Like, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, rewind. <laughs> Let's go back. He talks to animals, fucking animals. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking animals? Yeah, yeah, ex- essentially. Um, <laughs> My favorite line is like, oh, isn't this so great? Like, isn't um, Dar awesome? King Zed literally says, no, he is a freak. <laughs> yeah. So, like, matter-of-factly. Like, yeah, no, there's a normal thing that a person does. That's uh-huh. not that. He's a freak. He's, He's a just a freak. Yeah. So, our, our main character, Dar, he gets real sad about this. Uh-huh. He starts crying. He, like, yeah. runs off he on does. his own. He's, like, and it's, like, almost kind of jarring because he hasn't had, like, any emotionality, really, throughout this yeah. movie. Except for, like, when his family dies. Yeah, uh, and this is honestly the first time he's been bullied for yeah. having this weird beast power. Yeah, it's true. Because he kept that shit under wraps uh-huh. before. But, I mean, very ungrateful of King Zed, if we if we may say. Yeah, bad king. Uh, maybe this Mayax guy yeah. is better. Who knows? And Mayax dies, right? Like, uh, Or no, he's still alive. He's point. alive. He's alive. Wait, Mayax what? is just chilling. Because oh, so they, they, just they escape the, the ziggurat. ziggurat. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just try to break out Zed, which oh. they do. Yeah. So nothing really happens. That's why I kind of skipped over everything that happened there. Yeah. It's like I a, imagine it was like a more interesting movie. Yeah. The plot doesn't really advance much in that um, whole section. Yeah. But essentially, King Zed, now that he's out, he's like, I want to go back. <laughs> I want to take my city back. Uh-huh. I've got 10 peasants and Seth. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> Just going to roll up in there, uh, me and the boys. So their plan is literally like assault the walls of the city. <laughs> yeah. They're going to January 6th. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, uh-oh, something might go wrong with their plan. Yeah. Why is that, you ask? The NSA was watching them. Oh, yeah. They January 6th them. They, January, they reverse January 6th them. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> basically, Tall, way back when he met Beastmaster, right? Yeah. He came into contact with the guys that had died. He stole the dude's ring. Like, oh, cool ring. Oh, cool. Like, a ring with a fucking eye in it. Which, is that the king we want? The guy who just lives by stealing? Uh-huh. By, by taking by what theft. he sees? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All I do know is that Tall ruins this plan. Yeah. Because, of course, Max is just watching this entire thing for the <laughs> eye ring. Yeah. And eventually, like, yeah, Seth notices it and he, like, stabs the eye. Uh-huh. And for some reason, some goon dies as a result of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that on was the pretty other funny. Side. Yeah. That's kind of a good bit. 
But, uh-oh, the plan's not going to work. And Seth's is like, okay, we, we can't do this now, right? Like, clearly he knows we're coming. <laughs> yeah. He saw us through the eye. Like, we're not going to do this, are uh-huh. we? King Zed's like, um, how about fuck it, we ball? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants to do it anyway. So Beastmaster is crying in the woods. King Zed is going to lead everyone to assault the walls, including Kiri, the love uh-huh. interest, because she's a warrior. Yeah, she's like a member of like a warrior cast, yeah. which like I guess, but she's in the royal family. Yeah, uh, that's right. Which you know again raises so many questions. Uh huh. We have no idea what side of the family she was related by. It's so true. Zed or Dark could just be making out with his like cousin. His cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens from there? Plan fails. Yeah. Who would he guess? Well, of course. Everyone yeah. gets captured and is going to be sacrificed uh-huh. by Mayax to R. Beastmaster's got to come back to the rescue. He's got to bust back up in that city, yep. which he does. Which he does. Which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. And um, he has a cool fight on the ziggurat. He uh-huh. frees some of the other guys, and they're all fighting on the ziggurat. He's doing his, his final villain battle with Mayax. Yeah. And... Um, Things seem to be going well, presumably. Yeah, well enough, you know. Yeah, except that the villain doesn't die. Yeah. We get a little false pump there. Uh-huh. We think the story is over. No, Mayax, one of those classic resurgent moments. Oh, he's going to come back. He's going to kill him. Kodo. Who's Kodo, you uh. ask? One <laughs> of the <laughs> fucking parrots. Who's Kodo, you ask? <laughs> one of the parrots, Kodo, yeah. jumps out of the satchel yeah. and takes Max down. Uh-huh. Throws him into the, the, you know, dives with him into the fire pit. Yeah. And we're thinking, oh no, the other ferret's brother is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what the we're... other ferret must be really bummed yeah. about his friend dying. Well, they, they pan over to the ferret, right? And like, who's like reacting. Yeah. <laughs> I guess as whoever a ferret acting, can. Yeah. <laughs> conveying d- dense emotions. All right, Boko, or whatever your name is, be yeah. sad. Be, <laughs> be sad. sad in the scene. Act like your friend just died. <laughs> yeah. So your platonic friend just died. It's not, you know, it's not looking good. I mean, it's kind of sad, but I guess the city is fine, and things are presumably okay. The movie could end here, but it doesn't. No, doesn't uh, there are many points where the movie could end, uh, but it is not gracious enough. Yeah, it doesn't want that. For it won't you. let it you go. It won't let you go. It goes, Conan was over two hours. <laughs> yeah. You can sit through this. <laughs> you sat through Conan. Why can't you sit through this? Sit through this. This is one last final battle because, uh-oh, the Juns cometh. Oh, yeah. They cometh. I don't know why. I guess we needed to finish off the Juns. Yeah. Presumably. Like The movie really, it should have picked a lane. You know? It should have picked a lane. It should have been all Juns or all Mayax. It can't do both. Yeah, it, can't, it cannot afford both. Yeah. Um, and it really shows. So they're preparing for the attack of the Juns. They cover the moat because the city has yeah. a moat. They have like a Home Alone style <laughs> uh, plan. Because yeah. the moat is not what you're thinking. A moat of water. Yeah. Or even a moat of lava. No. It is a moat of tar. Tar. It's a tar moat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Classic tar moat. <laughs> and they decide that it's a brilliant idea to throw some grass yeah. and dirt over the tar moat. Which it's funny because like this movie is emulating like Mesopotamian history in a lot of ways. Usually, you know, a civilization will be built around along like a river, yeah, or like some source of water. The, these people decided to just like in just an entirely like arid, dry desert, just kind of live around the tar. Yeah, there's like a naturally occurring tar pit. Uh-huh. Let's and they build, build our the city thing. within that. Yeah, within that. Could you imagine how fortuitous that would be, though? If I saw a ring of tar, yeah. in the desert, you I'd be invade. like, fine. <laughs> yeah, I fine. guess. Yeah. So they cover the modes. They're gonna jump the Huns, the Juns. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, Let's get down to business to defeat the Juns. To defeat the Juns. But it turns out, like, there are no warriors in this city, really? Yeah, I guess Because everyone's hiding not. behind the walls. Well, yeah, because uh, Mayax had entirely been, like, outsourcing his fighting to the Juns. Or, like, manufacturing yeah, the weird, people. Yeah. Uh, which, like, honestly, no, like in Mayax's society, no one has been conscripted into war. Uh, there were no, like, thing. weird warrior castes yeah. like Kiri is. Yeah. This is a peaceful society. Yeah, I mean, all you had to do to maintain the peace was kill, kill a child yeah, every now I mean, and then. Who Not cares? every. Sometimes it's two child children and that's, one day. He's that's hungry. Fine. He's hungry. Ours hungry. Yeah. Basically, that's just girl Jones, dinner. Uh, you know, that's girl dinner. <laughs> that's God dinner. That's God dinner. Two two kids. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad Isaac made it out in, in real life. Oh yeah. Bible deep cut for it's all true. you. Um, yeah. Bible heads for God's girl dinner. <laughs> 
the Johns basically don't give a fuck about the moat of tar initially. Yeah. They, they just, just like charge rock up into through. It. Yeah. They rock up into it. They're fighting. All of our like main characters are outside the walls fighting. Yeah, no one else is helping. For some reason. Yeah. Tall, who's like three years old, is out there. He's like 12. <laughs> but he's trying to do something. Uh-huh. Gets shot with an arrow. Of course. It's like, oh, is our new king dead immediately? <laughs> like, who let him outside of the walls? Maybe. Maybe he's dead. But they're all fighting. Things aren't really going very well. Yeah. Our protagonists are completely surrounded. They could all die, but the Jun leader decides, I'm going to fight Dar in one-on-one combat now. Yeah, he's honorable, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he just rides across the bridge and uh-huh. challenges him to a one-on-one fight. Yeah, sure he was like slaughtering women and children and like the elderly in the first uh-huh. act, but now he's like an honorable guy. And so now he wants to have a cool-looking duel. Yeah, a cool duel. A cool duel, and yeah. they have a cool duel. And um, hey, if you don't have the cool duel, you're a tool. So. You really are a tool. And, yeah. and honestly, his tool is very impressive. He's like a scythe tool. Yeah. on the end of a swinging stick thing. It's yeah. like kind of weird. It does seem like it was created explicitly so he would like swing it around, and, like stab himself uh-huh. with it. But that doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. He like gets knocked into the moat in the end. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Tar wins the one-on-one fight, and the funniest part about that is. It changes nothing. No. He goes back to, like, the circle of protagonists <laughs> yeah, who are like, still surrounded. Because when the fight starts, like, they're all being, like, encircled by the Hun, yep. by the Jun, oh, fuck, by the Juns, uh, and, like, they're, they're like, their backs are against each other, you know, they're like, oh, are we going to make it out of this? Uh-huh. The guy, he comes in, Dar's like, I'll take you on one-on-one. Yep. And you think yeah, that's the implication be like, is that yeah. it would resolve the conflict uh-huh. and the Juns would leave. And then after the fight, yeah, they're just it's the same shot yep. again. Yep. It goes back to being encircled by the guys. And Seth which says something like, funny. at yeah. least we tried, or something like that. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. some weird <laughs> Which objectively that's probably like the funniest intentional thing in the movie. Uh-huh. Is that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's so good. Um so basically what happens is at this point, the the moat has already been like lit on fire. Because uh-huh. Beastmaster kicks a guy into the moat, and the guy's on fire. Yeah. So it sets the moat on yes. fire. Yeah. So there's just like fire and Juns everywhere. <laughs> the protagonists are going to die, but then, wait a minute, our eagle protagonist who has a left at this point left um, Dar because yeah. Dar gives him back yes. the medallion and then he at the like end of, of Mayax being killed. Yeah. So yeah. right, all of our our animal companions aren't really here right now. Um, the eagle's gone. Uh-huh. Where's the panther? The panther is getting his feet massaged somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The panther's getting its uh, fur re-dyed uh-huh. black. Yeah. The panther's doing something. I don't know what the panther's doing during this, actually. But I do know what the weird eagle alien people are uh-huh. doing. Because uh-huh. they pull back up. Oh, yeah, they do. The eagle brings them back. The weird alien bat Patriots fan people. That's right. So they just... It's not even implied that they can necessarily fly because they're standing on the ground when they pan back. Yeah. It's like they just appear. I thought they like glided in, but I could have just like, my brain could have just filled in. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. It seems like they should be able to glide. So I know where you would get that from. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, the aliens save the day. Yeah, they eat. They stomach eat all the people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I couldn't stomach it personally. No. Distasteful. Distasteful. To me. Yeah. So, yeah, the plot is resolved by weird alien <laughs> monsters. And the last shot of the movie that it I love. It does feel like the entire movie was normal. There was no yeah. alien scene in yeah, it. Yeah, it was regular. And they get to the Jun scene. And they're like, how do we like, save these guys? How do we save these guys? And one guy's like, oh, I don't know, fucking aliens. It's like, okay, we're uh, going to have to set that up earlier in the movie. Yeah. There's going to be aliens. Honestly, that's a good theory. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, movie ends on a shot of... Everything's fine. Everything's cool. Uh-huh. One ferret, Kodo's presumed brother, presumed brother, pops out of the bag. Oh yeah, Prego. And then a bunch of kids. Oh yeah, a bunch of little fucking kids. Oh yeah, they were fucking. They were fucking the whole movie. You were watching those movie. two ferrets. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. Oh, they're saving Kiri. Fucking. Fucking. Oh, they're trying to save Zed. Fucking. fucking. They're in that bag. They're fucking. Uh huh. Yeah. If you don't see them on screen, they're getting it <laughs> on. All they're slamming the ham. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, then that's, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, well. pretty good film. 
Well, that's the end of the Pretty movie. Good film. So uh, let me read. Um, let me read one review. Okay, I'm, I, I've. Uh, I also have a thing to say after this because yeah, I always like looking at the reception. I think the receptions are just hilarious. Um, yeah. So this one guy, it had mixed reviews. Let's just say that well, generally it had mixed sure, reviews. Sure. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune, ah, Siskel and Ebert, 1982, gave it two stars out of four and wrote that quote. It isn't bad as much as it is overlong. After one of the film's major villains has been bumped off, the film inexplicably goes on for another 20 minutes. Yeah. And this sort of brainless adventure film, one climax, is enough. <laughs> and, like, we were shocked when the movie was not over. Yeah. With Mayax. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just it kept going. Uh, but, you know, yeah. hey, you know it's a medium of storytelling that's oh. longer than a movie. A book. An epic. Uh, well, I thought you were. I thought you were going epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, no, oh, yeah, this, I mean, this, this no, is this much is, like this is much like that actually. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, fun fact for you, bookheads. Oh yeah, in, in the audience, book brain for you, book book brained losers. Uh, sorry, I don't, I don't know why I said that. I like books. Too. <laughs> <laughs> books are cool. Actually, uh, books are cool. Actually, um, this movie is based off of a book. Yeah, uh, the Beast Master. I'm saying it like that because Beast and Master are two separate words here. Whereas in the movie, it's Beast Master. Um, and the book tells the story, and it's from Wikipedia. Right, uh, of course. A very reliable source. That tells the story. It tells the story of Holstein Storm, a Navajo former soldier who has empathetic and telepathic connections with a group of genetically altered animals. Uh, and, of course, that is the plot of this movie, right. obviously. You know, right, you know. You much, were there. Much like this movie, uh, they go to a distant planet called Arzor. Oh. Arzor. Ar oh. Yeah. Uh, and he becomes a farmer. He farmed at one point in the movie. It's very yeah. loose, tangential yeah. relationship. Uh, fun fact that Wikipedia tells us about the book is that the novel, uh, the ideas from the novel, were featured in a 1982 film, which did not significantly follow the novel's plot. Interesting. Uh, which, <laughs> I guess, is Beastmaster. Yeah, the movie I guess. Uh, yeah, and you see a lot of the movie's DNA in like the book synopsis, but you gotta wonder, like, why? <laughs> yeah, you do got. Yeah, yeah. Because like, the Mesopotamia stuff—that's made up for this. That's movie. true. Why did they? Why did they do it? I'm not sure. I wonder if it was to make it more like Conan. Yeah, like an ancient past. I could see that. Like, but Conan is more like, like they go to like the ruins of ziggurats and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, like, there aren't like thriving. Um, yeah, exactly. Those yeah. cultures have passed. Uh, like I read, I last night uh, I finished this one Conan short story. Uh, I think I want to say it's like the Black Pool or something. It's Sounds like right. A, uh, incredibly racist story. Uh, <laughs> oh, so the Black Pool is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there's just like this temple kind of thing on this like island. Uh, and there's like these like eight foot tall black people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that like that's the most you'll get. Like if there's like a thriving like kind of Mesopotamian ancient civilization, there'll be like aliens or something, right? Or like some other right. people. Uh, but yeah, this is very much more like historical epic kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, there's magic. There's I don't know. There's some interesting elements. Yeah, I'd say um, interesting is a word you could use to describe this. Fascinating, perhaps. I was fascinated. I'll say that. I was astonished. I was turned to stone while I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was frozen, unable <laughs> yeah. to move, uh -huh. knowing I had to finish the film. <laughs> I was able to move, but I didn't let myself move uh -huh. uh, because I knew if I well, got Yeah, up, I was also unmoved by what happened in the film. Well. <laughs> I was not moved to, yeah. to tears or anything else. So I guess, like... I mean, how, how do you feel? <laughs> I guess we just said that. So I, I know it's not a positive opinion. But if you were going to like rate or review this movie. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. I do think... I don't think it's the best of the tropes. No. I think it has some funny moments. No. It's so bloated. Yeah. The plot is so contrived. And, and that's not necessarily like a fair criticism in some ways because mm. we're going to watch some other movies, man, and they're yeah. just not going to make sense. It gets worse. Like, yeah. Entire, but isn't that like fun? It no. is fun. Yeah, it's yeah. It's honestly more fun when like a MacGuffin disappears uh -huh. from the script. And those movies are short. 
too. Yeah. So it's like it, there's a yeah. feeling of like, oh, it's just it's it's rough. Oh, I, I just like snapped into the mic. Uh, there's like there's a feeling of <laughs> yeah, it was very crisp. Uh, there's a feeling of like it's choppy, it's quick. Yeah. You know, uh, it's throwing an idea at you, then just like moving on. But this like it was very just kind of like slow and like methodical yeah methodical is the wrong word for this yeah (laughs) there was not a lot of method involved (laughs) um i thought the animal bit was interesting i'm curious about how they film some of these scenes with the animals but yeah i mean i would say you know it's probably a very middle of the pack i'd say so sword and sorcery film yeah but i think it's why it's good to um do it early you know yeah you sort of get a sense for what the archetypal film is going to be like yeah archetypal is a good word for this uh it just feels uh like if chat gbt made a story <laughs> made a story uh-huh. sorcery movie uh and you know i enjoyed my experience watching it uh, i was watching with my buddy will you yeah know? Uh, had a good time had a good time had, a, yeah. had an amazing time and i think um you know we're gonna have an equally good time next week oh yeah because i haven't even told you what movie we're doing because oh, i just yeah. decided it five seconds yeah, ago yeah i saw the look in his eyes the light bulb uh-huh. appeared above his head then immediately came down and we're, this one's gonna be a, a shorty a goodie yeah an hour 20 not even a tight 90 a tight 80 tight 80 you ever heard of that you've never even heard of you've never you didn't know it was possible you didn't know it was possible you think this is not a feature film it's not doesn't have to be who said it had to be we make the rules okay uh-huh and as a part of the new rules we're making next week, we will be watching the 1962 mm. Brett Gordon-directed film, mm. The Magic Sword. The Magic Sword. sword. The Magic the Sword. Magic sword. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a good one. It's a classic. It's a very good one. <laughs> um, it's honestly, in many ways, how we really dove into the genre. That's true. And we're, we'll tell that story uh, next, next episode. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a goodie. Yeah, we'll have a lot of good stuff for you. We'll have more to say about the general things surrounding the movie. This was, this was a long one. Beastmaster, yeah. the synopsis took a long time. It's it was like a, a two-hour film. Yeah, It drained us, but I hope you enjoyed it. You I can't see it, but I'm, I'm drenched in sweat. I'm, I'm collapsed. Yeah. I'm on the floor. Yeah, we're not We're not good. We're not well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie will take it out of you. Uh-huh. Um, but I, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed Beastmaster. We yeah. had fun. Um, hope you had as much fun as you could have discussing or watching Beastmaster. Uh, I had fun. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had yeah. fun. We'll see you next week for more fun. Bye. Bye.